So um, this is a Buckeye remix. Um, it's about the uh, Ohio State 45 to, uh, to 12 victory over Arkansas State. Uh, special remix today. I've got a I've got a co-host, which I, I don't always have. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him have a have a lot of the fun today because I get to do this every week. So uh, I've got Mo Murphy with me from Up in Flames, and uh, maybe maybe number one uh, Ohio State fan. Uh, what do you think, Mo? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest. I don't know. Uh, I've met. I used to think that prior to meeting like you and Jay, I used to think like me and my dad were the biggest Ohio State fans. Uh, even with all my family being in Columbus, I'm like, I will die for Ohio State compared to them. But then I met you and Jay and I'm like, oh, I might not be the biggest <laughs> fan like I thought I was. I'm, I might have somebody met somebody who can outdo me as with our fandom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I've just been a fan longer. So like, yeah. It's fun, like you younger guys. Like I'm, I'm. St- we just had a conversation that I've, you know, we've been having about Ohio State for 20 years, and it's like seeing the younger guys like become the the jaded, spoiled fans that we are. And I mean that as a compliment. I love being a spoiled fan. Like I love having national championships, like in the last two decades and all that. But and I haven't you- had to deal with like bad times, like what that one year with Luke Fickle when everybody was suspended. Yeah. It wasn't Luke Fickle's fault, but that was horrible to go six and six and then go to the Gator Bowl and lose <laughs> to Florida. Beat Florida could have beat Florida. Yeah, could have beat Florida, but we were six and six. Like that's the if you ever point that like what was the roughest year? Like that was it. Like that was that was bad football to watch. Outside of that, it's national right. championship possibilities pretty much every year and that's what the remix is about as standard so i'll go through the overview here and then we'll, we'll get into the uh the, the grade card so uh, high state like i said won 45 to 12 um you know they uh yards was 438 to 276 or 538 i apologize 370 passing yards 168 rushing yards for the buckeyes uh you know 10 yards per play i think is the number that stands out as just like it, it was a scrimmage out there um, you know, third down efficiency, not great. Only five for 11 for the Buckeyes. So that's, you know, that's, that's one I circled on there. Uh, total plays. I'm going to, I'm going to get into this a little bit because I have this discussion a lot with Buckeye fans and it's one of my huge pet peeves with, with, um, I shouldn't call it a pet peeve. It's a, it's a sticking point with me with modern football and it's, it's nobody's fault. So total plays 54 to Buckeyes, 76 to the Red Wolves. And the Red Wolves only scored, you know, the four field goals. They mm-hmm. ran 76 more plays. And time of possession, 37 minutes and 44 seconds for the Red Wolves, only 22 minutes and 16 seconds for the Buckeyes. And this is an argument I have, you know, not an argument, a discussion I have with a lot of Buckeye fans, kind of like what we just had when they're like, you know, like air it out and, and, and use what you got. What I always said last year when they were so hard on the defense, I'm like, the high state defense is out there all the time. Like our high state defense against Arkansas State was out there for 37 minutes because the offense was so efficient. Mm-hmm. And I always that's what I, you know, going into the Notre Dame game last week, I said, I don't like I don't they open it up. They just you just keep putting that other team back on the field. And I know it's a bad pro, you know, it's a good problem to have. Right. And I thought last week they played like efficiently to like we're not giving Notre Dame the ball all these extra times. And it and it worked. They, you know, they it gives the defense time to think, time to rest. They're not always on the field. There's nothing they could do against Arkansas State. Like our guys, like Harrison, there's nothing you can do to bring in Marvin Harrison 
unless you're just going to tell him to run out of bounds. Like it's going to happen, but yeah. it's one of these things that when you're these high powered offenses, like, you know, Oklahoma has been over the, you know, the years and, and Ohio state and stuff that like the one thing that I would circle about this game that concerns me going forward. I know it sounds stupid is the other team is just always on the field. Like the defense is just always out there defending. There's so many more possessions because, and I know the scoring is there, but what I'm saying is even though, just like you said for the show, High State score is scoring touchdowns to their field goals. You know, they finally get up, you know, they're they're walking away. The defense just has, still has to just keep being on the field as to where last week the the final scoring drive of the game took seven minutes off the clock, mm-hmm. you know, be, because they ran the ball. And I, I don't I, I don't know. You can't really fix the problem. Um, I think that's part of the reason, like, they're really trying to, you know, run the ball more. But we all know, like, the bread and butter of this high state offense is going to be the passing game. So, overall, dominant victory. It was a scrimmage. Um, you know, it was closer than it needed to be. Bo's about to tell you all about it. But just in general, it's, these games, they, they still play them. They're meaningless. Uh, I can't, I, like, I feel bad for the teams like Arkansas State when I say this, but I'm, I'm tired of these games across college football. Like, we need to get better match. We, we only get 12 weeks of this a year. We're just wasting weeks with these with these matchups. You look at how much fun the other games were yesterday that we're, we'll talk about on another show we're going to do. And then I'm like, we we watched a, one of the better high state teams that we think we've had for you know, in, in, you know, for a while, not for a while, but whatever. One a good team, and we got to watch them play Arkansas State and then Toledo next week. Nothing against Toledo or Arkansas State, but man, I would much rather see them play BYU, Baylor. Um, you know, uh, Wake Forest. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how we f- we fix this, and I think the twelve team playoff is going to help. But I'm these. I've seen so we call them nap games. It's like ah, you, you watch a boring game, you're a little bit frustrated. You know, Ohio State's going to walk through. Athletes are, you know, the the difference is huge, and you take a nap in the second half and get ready. So, mm-hmm. all right, Mo, break. Do you tell tell me your thoughts on the game? Well, I'm turning the remix over to you. So to speak on that, <clears throat> I like even before the game, like. I hate these games. I really do. Like it wasn't a usual typical Saturday and we play early. Like if we played at night to me, like this game should have been a night game, obviously just for being an Ohio state fan. And I say this because I can enjoy football all day knowing that like, okay, I'm going to watch a bad game against Arkansas state or whatever, but I get to enjoy everything else. Where like, this game was not good for my mental health yesterday. Like (laughs) we, And I get like the defense has been on the field a lot more than the offense, but these games to me are Kyle McCord second halves, like get this game over with, be up 30 something to zero. Like in, I use this method when like coaching, like I tell the kids, like when we're way better then blow them out and get this game over with, like move on to the next game starters. You'll sit the guys who don't get to play much. This is your opportunity to show me what you have. So when we move forward and we do play, tougher teams. We get into conference play. I know how deep I am. I can start game planning for putting certain guys in. So that's what I look at. Like let Kyle McCord play, let the sixth best wide receiver on the team. He needs to be playing the whole second half. Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson should not be in the game anymore in the second half. And we didn't do that, but it also is like watching this game and then seeing how the rest of Saturday unfolded. Doesn't matter. I mean, it wasn't going to matter anyway, but really seeing how the re- three top 10 teams lost. Ohio State is not going to be. Pay- Georgia only won 33 to zero. And I'm sure like we'll talk about all that in the college football show. But as it pertains to the Buckeyes, the performance did not look 
as bad as it, it did. It, it, it didn't mean anything. It was a meaningless yeah, game. She didn't know how the rest of Saturday was going to turn out as well. And for the Buckeyes, we do know. Just think about it. We get dinged for games like this more than anybody else. And I, I, I fully believe that. And it kind of upsets me. It's like, even my, I was talking about that. And he was like, oh, Ohio State going to go to number four after this. Like, and that's that's the thought that Buckeye fans have because it's been proven. Like, we already dropped to three. And then we'll, we could have dropped to four just because, like, they didn't beat them 66 to zero like we thought they would. They didn't cover the spread. And people, I think you pointed it out as well as other people. Betting and spreads have ruined how we watch college. Yeah, you you wait till uh, we we'll, we can do a little bit here because it drastically affects the out. You know how people perceive Ohio State. Um, I'm glad you touched on it. It's driving me nuts. I have nothing against. I, I like sports betting. I like betting on games. I like betting on football games. But I can separate it as. You know, Mo, you you know, you're an athlete. You've competed. I've been an athlete. I've competed. No, you're. It's still you step onto the field or court or whatever, and it's still you versus them. This fake ranking number and this this imaginary point spread that sh- that goes along with it is ridiculous. Because Mo, have you ever played a game and in the back of your mind was like, "Man, I, I'm I'm playing my competitor. I, I like I hope we're up enough." No, you. J- it's literally just win the game. Like it's especially in college football. Like you got people that tell me, you know, oh, we only need four teams in the playoffs. Nobody's good enough, and all these things. And I'm like, well, then quit judging them based on how big they win. It's if you're telling me it's only about the loss column, which I, you know, I know everybody at Off the Ball Network's tired of hearing me say it. College football is still about the loss column. At the mm-hmm. end of the year, it's still about the loss column. Now, once everybody has the same loss, then you can start telling me. But a win over Arkansas State by one point is better than a, a, any loss. So yeah, I, I just, I just, it, it frustrates me that that. It, that has such an effect, but but again, I'll reel it back in and say that's just perception. Ryan Day doesn't give a shit about the point spread. Knowles doesn't give a shit about the point spread. They, it's more like an NFL preseason preseason game. They know what they're looking at. They know what they're trying to accomplish. Now, I do I think they accomplished it yesterday? No, I think Knowles took a step back. We'll talk about it on the grade cards here. When I say step back, I mean it wasn't as good as last week, <clears throat> but. The bottom line is they're they're looking at things and evaluating things and working on things in these games. They 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 are not concerned about the point spread. Uh, most of the big spreads didn't get met yesterday, but that yeah, doesn't mean a team played played bad. So I'm I'm glad you let me go on that rant. It's it's it, it's 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 so bad right now. Because it's how you judge Ohio State. Like it has everything to do right. with Ohio State because like oh, it's, it, 44 yeah. and a half point favorites. Like we expect you to cover, and so going into the game like you expect Ohio State to win huge. Like 45 to 12 is a blowout, but you expect them to win 60 something to 17 or something like, so when going into the game, like, non-Buckeye fans have this expectation that like, oh, y'all are supposed to handle business. Well, and people don't watch the game either. They look at the score at the bottom of the screen. That is all they... If you watch that game yesterday... Only Buckeye fans watch that game yesterday. I'll just ask you, if if these two teams played, honestly, a hundred times... Outside of like a natural disaster, is there any way Arkansas State could win? No, I think no. you know crazy. Is I think Arkansas State probably played their best game that they could have played against a team like Ohio State and and still lost forty five to twelve. It, like it, I think that's the best performance you get from Arkansas State to be. Buckeyes honest. only had twenty first downs. They had you know what they have six touchdowns. I mean, it was it big was, or bust basically. They could have, at any point they could have said, all right, um, 
they let's just pick one of the receivers and we can have 500 like it was not a game like physically it was not a game so like did the buckeyes play perfectly no but my point is we talk about these point spreads it was still dominant like there was there, these teams weren't even weren't even close to each other yesterday yeah like even, i told you like for my mental health like this wasn't good but everybody i was talking to who aren't ohio state fans who weren't watching the game is like bro chill y'all are gonna blow them out like who cares like yeah. everybody's watching the Alabama Texas game at the same time that this game is going on and Ohio State's on TV. I don't care who's playing. It could have been Alabama versus Georgia for the national championship, but Ohio State's on, so that game gets precedent. And so I'm watching. I'm like, bro, who cares? Like y'all are gonna blow them out. Like, what yeah. are you doing for? And I'm just like, because I just feel like there's something missing. And even it our, was our our defense. <laughs> we play. We didn't miss tackles yesterday, which is something that we did all last year. But it was our, like, if I point out our defense, secondary. Secondary was yeah, the problem. It was sloppy yesterday. It's been the problem for two weeks in a row now because think about it. The two players we've benched in the past two weeks were players in the secondary. Knowles benched Josh Proctor last week against Notre Dame, which I absolutely love that he does that. But he benched Proctor last week, and we benched Denzel Burt twice yesterday. Like, you get benched, you get talked to, you don't go back in for a couple series, and the expectation is that you play better. You go back in there. You play the exact same way that got you benched, and guess what? You ended up on the bench for the rest of the game. If anybody loves that, I love it. Like, the defense is held accountable. Accountability, finally. You're, yeah. you're, you're done. Like, okay, you're done for the day. And you've seen Proctor, and, I, and I'll say here's how I know the benching works. Proctor played amazing yesterday. He didn't miss a single tackle. He didn't, like, how he could have played for himself – individually he had a great individual performance and that's i feel like it has everything to do with get, getting benched against notre dame like i won't make that same mistake twice because if you get benched again you might not start or might not play for the rest of the year like i think Knowles is one of those guys like i'm i'm fascinated to see next week against toledo if denzel burke starts next week like something tells me denzel burke might not be the starting corner next week when you get benched twice for a coach that's holding you accountable it's hard for me to say that He's gonna he's he's gonna be the starter. Like I, I just I, so I'm fascinated to see it, and that's what I love about um that's what I love about Ohio State and Jim Knowles right now is the simple yeah. fact that uh he he's benching guys if they're not playing well. It doesn't matter who they play. Yeah, I, I would say you know one thing the way I grade. I apologize for my voice today. I don't know what's going on. Uh, a lot of a lot of yelling, screaming at the TV yesterday, but um. One thing I noticed about the defense, I, again, I like what the defense did, but this is something that you know I brought up to you when we were talking about it yesterday. Is like, I know it's, I know all this stuff sounds fake, but it's not. When you're Ohio State and your defense is built to be, you know, to play in the playoffs and to play the best teams in the country, and you're looking at what you know Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and everybody does. When you play an opponent like Arkansas State. And their their players don't look like that. Their players aren't built like yours. That's why a lot of these teams have trouble with that because it sounds stupid, but like you're preparing to go up against a certain type of team and these kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's just size-wise and everything's different. The scheme's different. It, it throws you off a little. So I, I thought, like, for instance, uh, we can talk about the penalties real quick early in the game. Uh, those aren't penalties that are called in a in a real game. I'm I'm just saying, like they're they are not calling those penalties against Burke against Clemson. They're not calling Clemson like I, you watch that Alabama Texas game. 
Texas was getting credit for being tough defense. It was the same thing, but when it's a lesser opponent that we like the 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 team always gets called for and yeah, you give them an opportunity. It's exactly you're like it's and I hate when they call the game that way like they were calling it like so ticky tack I'm like you wouldn't call the this way you know against Michigan or any other team in right. the, the conference but you're calling it. and so that that throws your defense off like it's it's hard to co- it's hard to like draw it back when you're Jim Knowles because his other option is to sack that kid 30 times like I'm sure if he wanted to he could have just blitzed every down he probably would have gave up two touchdowns but he probably would have put their quarterback in the hospital like these these are things that like it it, it is tough to learn anything now I wasn't so I graded the defense at more like a C or C plus yesterday only because I thought there should have been a little more ball hawking a little more I thought there should have been I thought our players should have been around the ball more on defense uh, I wasn't happy with the amount of sacks. Um, I expected, like you said, like you said with the offense, I wanted to see with the defense. I wanted to see the first two quarters, this defense just just go go nuts. Um, so tough on you. That's so tough. I am. I I like no no. I liked how they played, but I like I needed. I wanted to see like I wanted your quarterback to be scared to be out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wanted I wanted like it was last week against Notre Dame. That kid was, which we found out how. Let's we'll get on the college football show. I think we found out a lot about Notre Dame yesterday, but last week that kid was like confused and shell shocked. Kid Marks All State played way better. Um, you know, full full credit to Arkansas State. I think they played a good game. Um, I really do. I think they they didn't play it safe. They really, really, really were trying to get down the field. They took the points when they could get them. They didn't they didn't waste field goals in case something crazy happened. I thought Arkansas played a good game by their standards. That they sh- I don't think they have anything to be disappointed in. But the, but still, the defense is better because they didn't give up these. Like last year, they would have gave up what two long touchdowns in this, like just some crazy like yeah, because they missed tackles. They would have missed tackles. So that that was a huge problem last year. That even watching this game, that's where I'm like, okay, even a play of twenty yards, like it twenty yards didn't turn to twenty five yards. Why? Because at the twenty yard, okay, you gave up a twenty yard play, but you brought them down, and so that was something like I would say for me, the defense, the grade I give them is like a B minus. Uh, so a little because I just still felt like. When watching them, like not missing tackles, not giving up bigger plays, like 20 yards turned to 30 yards, even though like, okay, we shouldn't have gave up 20 yard plays, but still like those 20 didn't turn to 30. And that's what would have been the yeah. problem last year. And so oh, yeah. I think with measuring, I think with me measuring Ohio State this year in defense, everything we do, I'm comparing to last year because last year was probably one of the worst defense. Oh, no. Last, last year, I would have gave the defense an A on this game. I honestly would have because I would have been grading them on a curve. Played so like, and, and so I think this year we're comparing our defense is really good. And I think we're comparing them to last year, which is how you got to do it because last year was one of the worst defenses I think I've seen in Ohio State. One of the worst defenses in my lifetime. There were a lot of holes and a lot of problems and it wasn't talent wasn't the reason why. It was just mistake after mistake, missed tackle, missed tackle here, missed tackle there. You didn't intercept the ball when you should have, you know, dropped interceptions, all this stuff. So when I look at Ohio State this week, I give them like a B minus. They didn't give up too many big plays. Denzel Burke, you know, it goes back to Denzel Burke played horrible and he was held accountable for it twice and got benched twice. And I think I still think I think Jim Knowles could have probably called a different game and really put the punishment on Arkansas State. But I feel like Jim knows, like, I feel like as a coach, you play a little conservative and we played like that both sides of the ball. But even defense is like, let's not try and get 
30 sacks and five interceptions. Like, let's just get out of here. I don't want to get nobody hurt trying to make big plays and look good on the stat sheet. Like, we know when it comes down to it, we're going to make the stop. And every every big Arkansas, every big Arkansas state play, we held them to a field goal at the end of the day. They only kicked four field goals. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel yeah. like it's like, okay, we gave up enough big plays. Let's buckle down. Let's play, you know, let's play defense and only give up a field goal. If we could walk away from every drive where it looks like they could score and gave up a field goal, then it's a win for us. And I think that's how Jim Knowles called the game. And ultimately, like, that's kind of what happened with our defense. I give them a B minus only because I was a little more satisfied with how they played, but I also thought they still would play a lot better because of the way we played against Notre Dame. Like, measuring how they played great against Notre Dame, I expected the a uh, uh, lavish performance against Arkansas State, and I don't think we got that. Well, that too, and they just they the <clears throat> they weren't going to be allowed to be as physical, and I think that really, I think the penalties really slowed down our defense. I think when if they don't call those early ones, I think it gets out of hand. I think our defense puts up an, an awesome game. I, I think it's the game that I thought I was going to see, and I think Knowles did the same thing I did after the there's a couple of BS you know pass interference calls. They were like, all right. Let's dial it back. Keep them in front of us, and just like you said, let's get out of here because they're obviously not going to let us. They're not going to let us be physical yeah. in the secondary. Going on that drive though, and because I know exactly what drive you're talking about, the two pass, we gave up 45 yards in penalties. Like yeah. they were in field goal range solely based off of penalties. Oh yeah, it was we terrible. Had the, we had the jumping over the punt shield. I've never heard that called. By the way, I didn't know that was. I'm going to be honest, like as much as I'm in the full, I've never heard that call. So when he was like, you know, jumping over the punt shield, I was like, what? Like, that's a penalty. I didn't know that was 15 yards, two pass interferences on Denzel Burke, 15 yards a piece. That's 45 yards on a drive and, and penalties. And that's what I'm saying. I'm holding it. I'm holding that against them. I'm not saying they whether it was deserved or whatever, but I, I still hold it against them because if that's Alabama, that might be your game. Like I still hold the little the little mistakes against you, right. whether it's whether it's the ref's fault or not. So that's probably where where our difference is on. Like I mean, I'm at C plus, you're at B minus. We're talking it, about it's not much thing. of a difference, but it's it's I'm not as <laughs> I'm not as dissatisfied with the defense. But even still, like I said, the first drive I'm on the phone because my dad he was driving, so he was like he was upset that he couldn't watch the game. But he's like it's against Arkansas State, and I'm calling him. I'm like we just gave up 45 yards yep. in penalties. They started on the 35 and end up inside the 20 off of penalties. Like that's something that I'm not concerned about it moving forward against good teams. I don't think we make those mistakes, but I just don't think they call it. I don't yeah, think they call and, it. And in that is like, and then the one uh, pass interference that Denzel Burke had, that receiver made an amazing catch. I was like, wow, he caught that on top of, I think the first one wasn't a pass interference. I think the second one, was because he jumped up, didn't look back. You know yeah. how the rule is with passer fans. Oh, they're going to call that every day of the week. And he jumped up, and the dude still made the catch. And I was like, well, that's a heck of a catch by a wide receiver. I'm going to give credit. I'm not just going to poop on a team like Arkansas State. Had that been Wisconsin, I'd be like, screw that dude. But it's Arkansas State. Like, I appreciate the good plays. But 45 yards on a drive and penalties on defense, never good. I don't care who you play because, like you said, Against a bad team, that's okay for the simple fact you know we're just more talented. Against a good team, you lose that game because of one drive like that. You put a team who's close to you, maybe not as good as you, but you give them 45 yards of penalties to score on the drive and get their momentum going, like that's the difference between a win or a loss. Like that's the difference between having to play a tight game or playing a blowout. So 
But against Arkansas State, it's okay. We just were more talented. And that's one of those that I'm talking like too, like that you take that drive. That drive was all Ohio State's fault. They were they were getting the ball. If you take the three points off the board, that's it's going to be another touchdown for Ohio State. And now we're looking at a 52 to nine game. Like that's how. Yeah. That that's the the differences when people want to talk about you know the the point differential and stuff. That's where it comes into play. Overall. It's it's fine. The game's over. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was fun. To, it was fun. To, I think we're both going to say the offense is like a. I, I don't even know how you want to break. Like, it, yeah. I mean, what I else did they do? They didn't play bad. Like, but they played good. Like, they played really good. Um, I would say, yeah, I, I give them an A, an A minus, A, A plus. I don't care. Like, they played yeah. good. Marvin Harrison Jr. played outstanding. I thought Stroud. Um, Okay, I brought this up to you. Here was my number one takeaway from the offensive part of the game. Then I'll get yours. I didn't care about anything else. I thought Stroud's footwork and and yeah, um, his mechanics in the pocket looked awesome yesterday. Like every time they would show the slow motion of him throwing the ball, it he really looks like a guy who is focused on the art of quarterback. I, I had just just his hips, his his footwork, everything, his, his angles, and that's repeatable. That's stuff that gets you through a season because it's mm-hmm. muscle memory. So my my main takeaway was like Stroud looked awesome in the pocket. I, I mean, I know what the, the, the guys that get the ball are going to look like. I think Henderson looks a little stiff. I don't think I'm as high on Henderson as everybody else. I'm not coming to bang on him. I told there's you. Something, I there's him. something tight about him when he's running. But but uh, that being said, he's – He's he's having a good season. It's going to come. Like he's gonna he's gonna loosen up. He's gonna get banged around this year. I think that's part of the reason they're kind of forcing the running game right now because they know that they don't want to go to Michigan again in the snow and not have a running mm-hmm. game. So they got to you know work on the offensive line and all that. I hope that's the plan. Um, but that that being said, Henderson's fine. But he is not. I don't think. I'll just say I'll just say this real quick. I don't think it's close right now. Between uh, him and Robinson down in Texas, I don't. They try to compare the no. two all summer. I don't think that Henderson is near the level of what Robinson is. Right and we now. had this conversation yesterday where I told you I think Mayan Williams is probably our best running back because I think he's our three down back, and I think Henderson is big player bust to me. Like yeah, if he doesn't have a big run, he's not going to get. He's not going to turn to me. He's not going to turn a two yard run into a six yard run. Where for two weeks in a row. Mayan Williams has done that. Like he's turned a two yard run into a six yard run. Even the play where he only got two yards, he was supposed to lose like four yards, got hit four different times. And because he got those two yards and went out of bounds, it was a late, late hit uh, penalty thrown. And after all that, Mayan Williams still didn't touch the ground. Like he came out of that play and flexed his muscles for the simple fact he knew like only a big dog. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hit the ground after a late hit. Only a big dog does not hit the ground. And so I think Mayan Williams is our I don't want to say our best running back. Henderson's probably better as far as skill. But Mayan Williams is just a but, dog. Like it's, it's so crazy. On third and two, I give him the ball. He's going to get that first. Down. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Then Ohio State fans are the best at this. It's a we're always like we always we what some every year like we pick a guy that's not the other guy and i think the same thing and then i look at the stats henderson was 10 for 87 williams was 8 for 46 henderson had, like it's i know what it looks like on the field i'm not even arguing with you about what mine williams has been great but i think i think he's i think the the one two bat, the one two setup they have now is working actually better than we think 
I think that sometimes maybe it's because Henderson's not getting hit every time he gets the ball, so it doesn't look like he's doing what Williams does. Fact of the matter is, he's eight eight point seven yards a carry yesterday and two touchdowns. Like that, that happened. Big play guy. Like that's that's, that's fine. Henderson I'm, is. I, I think it's, it's fine to have guy. both. Yeah, I'm it's not. Fine I'm not to have both. It's the perfect balance. We got a big play guy who's super talented, and then we have a guy who he's going to get it in between the tackles and take that two-yard run into a six-yard run. I think I the balance, I just feel like I think the loss of Brian Williams is better than – I think the loss of Pryor is huge. I'd like to have Pryor. And, and it's crazy because nobody understands, like, the, that third guy, that guy that oh, like, he, he catch passes out the backfield. Like, he's that guy on third and three, and we put him on a swing route. And we have all the receivers and all else fails. Like, all right, we dump it to Pryor and he takes it for 10, 15, 20 yards. But with Henderson, it's not that Henderson's lacking talent or anything. I just feel like when he touches the ball, the expectation is a big play. And if he doesn't make a big play, like I'm not giving Henderson the ball to go in between the tackles for those two yards that we need on third and two. I'm giving it to Mayan Williams. So I think Henderson's the better running back. Williams is the guy that you need that in today's Football, people don't understand that you need. Like you yeah, need oh, yeah. a guy that could turn one yard into five or six yards and break those tackles. So Williams, I don't think will be as appreciated because Henderson's the guy, he's the elusive back. He makes the big plays. He shakes, he shakes defenders out of their socks. Mayan Williams is the guy, bro, going between the tackles. It's third and one. And next thing you know, instead of just getting that third down, turning it into a first down, it's a six, seven yard game bouncing off a of, bouncing off a defender. So I think Mayan Williams is the guy who doesn't get appreciated. Oh, I'm telling you, I will, t- I will tell you right now, no one Ohio State fans, Mayan Williams is their favorite player of the year. I know how this is going to go. It's going to be all year. Every time Henderson gets tackled short, it's going to be Williams needs to be in there. But believe me, especially the old guy mentality that's like, ah, we need to Woody would have put my like, old school. I, running I'm back. not that way. I want guys out there that can score on any play. Now, not, I'm not saying I think Henderson is is that dude but like i, I think I need, he can though i think he is that he is the guy who I, can score any play with that because just, and i'm at the point to where like when when it comes to it like they, they this team could just throw the ball around the field like it's they don't really they're going to need the running game but i think they're the least dependent on it you know until the weather breaks yeah because we like and that's why i say we could have just slung the ball around oh, could have uh, stroud could have done whatever he wanted to that team and Amenka is he's he's Smith Najigba this year. What Smith Najigba was last year yeah. to to the Ohio State team, like it's, he's really come along. Right. guy, like we know Marvin Harrison Jr. And so who's that third guy? And it's it's a Mecca Buka. Like he's the third guy who might he could end up having more. Res- well, obviously Smith Najigba hurt now and not playing or whatever, but he could be the guy where you're like he's probably your third best receiver. But we expect him <laughs> Bro, to we got- for next year. We and he has NFL receiver. We got two NFL receivers on the bench right now that aren't even playing two yet. Two NFL receivers, and I think I think more, I think Fleming's an NFL. It's receiver. close. I just don't know if Fleming is an NFL receiver at Ohio State because he's probably our fourth best receiver. Right. Like we have Smith Najigba on the bench, we have Abuka who I think is an NFL receiver, and then we have Marvin Harrison Jr. who put it on display yesterday. Yeah. He had a, a a Rose Bowl game yesterday against he's Arkansas different. State. He, he is, is different, and he's very, very happy. Very happy, with him. which is another thing. He's not the same type of receiver his dad was. So that's it's it's even good. He's his modern day dad. If Marvin Harrison Senior played in today's NFL, he would be what his son is now. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Junior played where being a possession receiver and a great route runner and getting those ten to twelve yards and eventually getting a touchdown. 
Marvin Harrison Sr. was one of the greatest receivers in the game that just doesn't get the love he deserves, but he was a possession receiver. Wasn't necessarily the fastest, but he did everything you needed a, a great receiver to do. And I think if you would have translated him to today's NFL or today's football, you have his son. Like he yeah, literally his, son, his, son's big, his son's bigger and faster. Actually, you know what? I would compare him. I would compare before we get out, like I would compare Harrison Jr. to actually I would compare him to uh his dad's teammate, Reggie Wayne. That's who he reminds me more of Reggie Wayne with the with the size speed combination and yeah. but the ability to but the ability to to really run the routes. You know, it's not all about going over the top. Uh, he's he's got it all, man. He's, he's got it all. Different. It was fun to see. He's different. I ain't gonna lie. Like seeing him have a great game and seeing the Mecca Abuka. And I told, like, I was I was on the phone with my dad, and I'm like, we use a Mecca Abuka like Kansas City uses Tyreek Hill, like or or like San Francisco used Debo Samuel. Like like he'll run the he'll run the reverses. He's the athlete on the field. Like he is the guy. Like he's the big play guy. We run reverses. We give him a screen pass and let him take it to the house. He's our punt returner outside of that block in the back, which I don't think should have been called, but the dude also jumped over the punt shield. So, but Emeka Abuka taking that punt return is like, bro, he's our athlete. Like he's our do everything kind of guy. He's not our best receiver. Smith Najigba is, but he's our do everything guy. Like we're going to send Smith Najigba to just be a great receiver where Abuka is like, we're going to put you in your great athlete. We're just going to put you in the best position, whether it's punt return, kick return, uh, reverses, you know, we uh, just want you on the field. Yeah, he, we that's the field that, because you can do everything. He's like he's what like the Trestle guys um, and the Urban Meyer guys were like. They're like you're a football player. You need to be on the field. Another guy, shout out to Xavier Johnson. Another solid game, special teams. Another and, one, and, and one other dude. We got a big <laughs> shout out to big shout out to Cade Stover. Huge catch. You know he had he had two catches for forty yards, but he had the one big one up the sideline. But it looked you know, made like he got an extra what ten yards. Yeah, when it, it looked good. He looked like part of the offense. Like I like I say, as far as it be, as far as it being a scrimmage, and you know they had basically Ohio State got to pick yesterday what they did on offense because they knew that like every third time they touched the ball. This was Justin Fields, I remember in 19 or 2019 had this same issue. Ohio State scored so like every time they got the ball, like Justin Fields only got to throw the ball like you know three times a drive because that third one was going to be a touchdown. Yeah, that was, was what a, it was yesterday. Like I was you 13 had, for 18 for 300 and something yards. Like yeah, it, it, it's it was crazy. So it's like you can only work on so much when you only get so many plays. Now yeah as far as like I talked about, I already talked about like, is that negative in the long run? It's it's, there's nothing you can do about it unless you force the run game. But then when you force the run game, the other teams, like we know Ohio state is practicing the run. So they sell out for the run because here's what they're not going to do against Arkansas state. They're not going to show run on first or second down and, and pull it in and throw over the top against Arkansas state. That's what you were talking about before the show of like, they're so predictable. Arkansas State knows that like Ohio State's not going to play action here. They're working on their run game, so they sell out a little more. As to where if you're playing, you know, a different team, you you better not get too close to the line of scrimmage. As to where that's why I say when you play these games, it's not quite it's not quite easy to evaluate. So, uh, all right, Mo, we went a little long, but. That was awesome. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. I love to, like, whether it's you or Jay, I love to have another high State fan to bounce these thoughts off of. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think it, it was a solid victory. Um, they, they got to work on some things. Toledo will be 
Um, a notch above Toledo's playing pretty good this year. A lot of people said Toledo's the best team that Ohio State's played so far. We'll talk about that in the college football show. So everybody check that out too. This is live college football show. Uh, if you're listening to this now, it, you know, it'll be next on the feed, you know, on the podcast feed of Jeff Need Sports. And uh, you'll also be able to find that live on YouTube at Off the Ball Network. Please like and subscribe that. Uh, you know, me and Mo are on there all the time. We appreciate it. All the other guys are doing awesome work. Unfortunately, we we yeah, we missed the awesome spaces they were holding today on Twitter. So um, subscribe, um, you know, on Twitter to the Off the Ball Network page. We they guys are doing a lot of awesome. Like uh, they do betting shows. We'll do some football shows. A lot of spaces going on. So we appreciate that. And of course, uh, go subscribe to Up in Flames too. Anywhere, any podcast platform you you know want to listen to that on. Mo does some awesome, awesome work on there. Always brings the energy. Always brings, uh, um, I would say, a unique but a necessary outlook to these games. A lot of times I don't see something that he does and then I'm listening to him and I'm like, damn, like he's right. Like he even he said some stuff before this show that I'm like, that's a great point. Um, you yeah. know, so uh, it's it's not just uh, cookie cutter stuff. Like Mo always brings his own energy and his own take on everything. So Mo Murphy, thanks for being on the show, man. Uh, it's been a blast. I hope you can come back again this season. I uh, mm-hmm. hope they're all victory. hope they're all victory conversations. I'm not coming uh, on a loss, Jeff. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I, I appreciate it. It's tough. It's tough. I had to do Jay. I had to do locked on Buckeyes last year after the Michigan game, and that's that was one of the hardest. Uh, moments of my career so far but jay's a pro i'm a pro we got through it together man so uh again i appreciate it appreciate everybody out there that listens watch likes reviews anything you can do for jeff needs sports we're out of here and uh go bucks